Hey, this is Cam from Other Half. You're listening to Noob Podcast. <laughs> This is Noob, week 18. Mo, the show finally old enough to buy cigarettes and scratch tickets. We can also be tried as an adult, though, so you got to watch out for that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of risky laws going on. A lot forward, of responsibility right? at 18, I feel like. Uh, we have carried this show along, though. I think we raised it the right way. I think it'll, uh, yeah, think I it'll think, do a good. I feel good about it. Uh, so before we get into this week's tap list, I'm your host, Ben Vandal. To my right, co-host Mo Fortin. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Boston Beer Benny. On Untapped, I am Treehouse Benny. He is Moses Malone. Um, before we get going into the show, we have some exciting news for our listeners. We alluded to this a little bit last week. Uh, we do have an opportunity coming up where we might be part of a radio station. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, so we have a m- couple meetings next month. Uh, the plan right now in pencil is to do a pilot episode the 21st of November. So if that does end up coming to fruition, we will give you a heads up on that. We'll also probably post that as our weekly show, I think. Um, it, it's going to be a little bit longer, an hour-long show. We're going to have the ability to take live phone calls as well. Which is uh, really exciting. <laughs> that's really exciting. Um, and get Hopefully some... we have people that actually care enough to call. Yeah. yeah that I mean, be... if we get no, nothing on the switchboard, that'll be kind of... <laughs> be kind of embarrassing but it's gonna shoot out some text to get people to which call is, yeah we'll text text craig text tom be like can you call in please and just ask a question or something all right so this today we got a good show for you um we have a lot of exciting stuff we're gonna get to here started off with local releases and what are you drinking as always we have vocabulary i have a word mo has a word new segment which is going to be a lot of fun called rock in a hard place i'm going to put mo in some really difficult beer drinking situations He's going to have to use his mind to get out of them. <laughs> um, they, we have an interview with Camden Wright from Other Half Brewing out of Brooklyn, New York. The quality, not as desirable as we wanted, but we're learning. Uh, it yeah. is a lot of good information in there, too. He, he's really uh, you really got cool to talk to. focus on the content more yeah. than you focus on the, you know, on the quality. Yeah, a lot like this podcast. Just exactly. focus on the content. Don't listen to our voice or worry about the shenanigans that we do. And then we'll come back, and of course we'll end it with Shelf of the Week, as always. So we will start with, uh, Mo. what are you drinking? Uh, in the glass tonight is uh, keg beer. Uh, I have uh, the Finback Oscillation number 10 uh, that I got through work. Not a bad keg. So I have a bunch of cans that I need to get through too, but I've kind of put that on the temporary back burner for now. Yeah. Um, Camden hooked me up with a, with a whole bunch of other half. Um, I also have some Night Shifts One Hop Simcoe. Um, that nice. I want to drink. Just nice. a couple cans of that. I got a four pack. But the other half's, you know, I'm going to try to like space that out a little bit, make it last, because who knows when the next time I'll get to try other half is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we opened up a pretty good dialogue with I think them. so too. Yeah. Throw them some Venmo money, you know, you send a case, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how the shipping would work, though. It always makes me nervous. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I am still working on. Portland beer. Yeah, of course. Uh, I just got a new Trillium shipment from friend Todd uh, via trade and favors of of other kinds that we won't mention on the show. Uh, <laughs> so I got... You make that sound uh, way worse than it probably is. <laughs> high fashion, 
miles away. Uh, the blue or blackberry super soak. Yep, he gave me one of those too. Oh, which I'm very excited to to keep in the fridge until probably Friendsgiving. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for uh for Jess once she can uh, <clears throat> once she can drink take a drink by the way. Yeah, uh, mentioned Jess that that'll bring us to our drinking game before we get <laughs> into the local releases. Fantastic and dive in for me, Mo's wife, and correct for Mo. Uh, we just did a beer vinyl review for the the radio station WBOB. That's that'll be up online soon. We put a little uh, a couple words in there for you to take a drink if you <laughs> if you have fun reading it. Might be a cold be a good read next week. I think yeah? it should be. I think it needs to be. I mean, why would our own article not be a cold be a good read? It's got to be. <laughs> That's a great. I question. consider it a good read. Maybe in an alternate universe, it is for some other new podcast. Yeah, maybe somebody uses our article and we don't even know it. <laughs> so for local releases, I went. West. I went to Vermont, uh, so I started. Well, it's West for New <laughs> West England. West for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Burlington Beer Company put out Peasant King, uh, which is a nine percent Imperial IPA in cans. They also did I See the Vision, which is a rotating series that they uh, rotating IPA series they use a different fruit in. This one is Pink Guava. Uh, Foley Brothers. That's a that's a great brewery up there. They did a Triple Maiden release earlier this month, which is a take on their Fair Maiden you may have seen in some stores around here. Probably their most famous beer. That's the only, I think that and Prospect are the only two that I've ever had from yeah. them. And they were both really good. Yeah, I like Fair Maiden a lot that time we had it. Uh, Fiddlehead has a tremendous amount of beer. I, I didn't understand how many beers they actually had. Because you, you, you never see any of them. Yeah, it's endless. But they did a cool one called uh, Frog Run Sap Beer. Well, they actually took local Vermont maple trees and they extracted the maple syrup, which has boiled down to less than 1% sugar at this point, and replaced it for water in the in the brewing process. I thought that was kind of cool. That's weird. Yeah, 22 IBUs, 6.5%. Huh. It's supposed to be kind of smooth and a little little malt back. Uh, Foam is releasing experimental jet set cans over mm. the next two weeks. They have them out the 23rd. And the 28th, I believe, were their two days that they said. Had that in growler form. That's yeah. a goodie. Yeah. And as alluded to on the show and breaking news by Mo a couple weeks ago, uh, the Bourbon County brand stout lineup has come out. Uh, they're putting out six different variants of the Bourbon County stout this year. Uh, Mo, can you help me run through these? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, they'll have the... Uh, Bourbon County brand stout, that'll be like their, um, you know, the staple that they'll, you'll probably see the most of around, although I'm sure you won't see a lot of any of these. Uh, It's aged in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. Um, Then they have the reserve collection in 11-year-old Knob Creek bourbon barrels, so like two different variations of the main one. Yeah. Um, And then this one I'm wicked excited about, I've never actually seen before in person, the coffee version. Uh, again, aged in bourbon barrels, but uses black cat espresso coffee from Intelligentsia. <laughs> Intelligentsia coffee. Maybe. That, that's what it sounds like in Chicago. Yeah. Sounds Th- good. This was the variant last year that got smashed on the Yeah, that's the right. That's right. So supply was very short. We didn't really get a chance to try it. Uh, they also have a proprietor's bourbon county branched out, uh, again, in bourbon barrels, but with bananas, roasted almonds, and cassia bark. Is that how you say it? I'm assuming it's Cassia. a tree. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I have no clue. I'm assuming that it's a tree delicious. of some kind, but... Maybe this is what uh, the collaboration is going to be. Possible. You got bananas in there. 
Yeah, and they have, uh, yeah, there you go, uh, the Northwood Stout they're also putting out, which is Asian bourbon barrels with blueberry juice and almond extract. That's very interesting. That one sounds the best to me. I mean, outside of the coffee, I'm, I'm most gassed to find a coffee, but that would be the other one that would be really cool to find. But And the last one, as always, is their barley wine, uh, which is aged in fresh bourbon barrels. They usually do a reserve barley wine. Every two years, but they actually came out with an article this week from the brewer himself. He said he aged it for two years in uh, 35 year barrels uh, that they were trying to reuse from the last batch. I guess they, they reused the barrels every once in a while, and they said they weren't happy with the way it came out. So they're going with six variants instead of seven this year. I would think the problem with that would be, and I, I know I, I went to Napa on the honeymoon. Uh, with Jess, take another drink. Um, we learned a little bit about reusing, um, reusing casks, reusing, um, you know, there's different uh, levels of burn on the yeah. inside. Like they toast the inside. There's medium toast. There's heavy toast. There's light toast to give it like more of a charred oak flavor. Um, but when they reuse the barrels over and over again, gradually, obviously, they lose that that flavor. They yeah. lose that. They gain from whatever was put in the barrel. So it might have. You know, it might have had wine, it might have had bourbon, it might have had whiskey, it might have had this and that and the other thing. So it'll gain, like, a lot of weird flavors. But in a 35-year-old bourbon cask, I, w- I wouldn't think you would get a whole lot of flavor from that. Because it, it's seen a lot of things, but that's an old-ass barrel. Yeah. I, but, I mean, apparently I mean, obviously something it didn't that come they out, do. didn't come out the way they wanted, but... Yeah, and those will be out on Black Friday, so happy hunting for those. Also, <laughs> check your established bars that have a good relationship with goose island uh around us it's poor farm they do the last four years which yep. is very cool i'll be over there to try a flight of that i will have more information on this i'm not exactly sure how much i'm going to want to share no offense to our listeners but i'm going to want to be able to get it myself yeah but i am going to ask a couple salesmen to point me in the appropriate direction for trying to find some of these as far as who gets allocated what, yeah, and see if I can make some contacts that way. But maybe we can do our own Black Friday sale. You know, that, I mean, <laughs> if liquor stores want to open up super early, I would stand in line for one of these. I absolutely would. Uh, and that is it for our local releases. And what are you drinking? We'll move on to our vocabulary segment. Uh, we teach you about a beer word. We try to spell said beer word. And we try to get you informed a little bit about what's going on in the beer world uh, as far as these words go. I have a word. Mo has a word. Mo, would you like to start? Yeah, I can start. Mine's kind of quick. Okay. Um, it's actually, I, I did an abbreviation mm. again. Okay. Um, so spelling won't be really an issue with you. you I try know. to keep it simple for you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, no that. No problem. Um, so this is D-E-A-D time. D-E-A-D time. Also known as dead, dead time. time. Dead time yep. would be my guess. Dead so. time. Okay. Um, so you, obviously you don't have to spell it. Uh, this is a brewery term. Um, okay. It stands for drop everything and drink. That That is a great term. Yes, it's amazing. It's not nearly as like party as you would think. Like This isn't like a brewery party or anything. It is actually a functional term. A lot of breweries use this term. Um, just before a beer is ready to go to the canning line, mm-hmm. they'll tell all employees on the on the uh, on the canning floor, <clears throat> on the ma- you know in the maintenance department and whatnot, uh, sales offices to drop everything and drink, and they'll come down and they'll try the beer before it goes to the canning line just for quality, 
uh, quality control. Oh, they cool. can see if something tastes the way it's supposed to. Maybe somebody spots something that tastes a little funny. Um, but I thought I saw this going through some uh, some terms today while I was looking for a vocabulary. And I just, you know, it's not really relevant to anybody's life. You're not going to need to know what this is. But that was just kind of an interesting thing in the in the life of a brewer. Yeah. Or, or uh, working for a brewery. Maybe Camden knows more about this. Yeah, I'm you know? sure. He'll, he mentions a little bit in the interview, I'm sure. Um, my vocabulary word, pretty basic. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it. But a good one. It's uh, it's fermentation. <clears throat> Mo, why don't you go ahead and spell it? I mean, it's, it's right in front of you. No, I'll block it to make it hard. <laughs> F-E-R. M E N T A T I O N fermentation. So fermentation is a big, big step in making beer. It's actually the main step in making beer. Uh, fermentation is the process in which the yeast takes the glucose from the wort. Uh, it basically takes all the sugar in the beer, it turns it into ethyl alcohol and carbon dioxide. It gives it its alcohol content and its carbonation. Um, the way they do this is basically they cool down the wart. Uh, we won't get too much into wart process. I, I need to study up on my wart process. Yeah, of course. But they cool down to the wart and they pour it into a fermentation vessel, which are the big steel barrels that you see when you go into a brewery, um, which has the yeast already added into it. That's kind of like a, like a milk after the cereal type of move. You don't okay. want to pour the yeast in after. That all clumps up at the top. You want to... Pour it in there, and the process of pouring it in will mix it up. Makes sense. I have some other fancy things I'll tell you about here. The beer, If the beer being made is an ale, uh, the wort will be maintained at a constant temperature of 68 degrees Fahrenheit for about two weeks. If the beer's a lager, it's 48 degrees Fahrenheit for about six weeks. So it's a little different. Uh, those tanks usually hold upwards of 2,400 gallons, so it takes a lot to keep those tanks cool and at a constant temperature. Uh, it gives you a little appreciation for how the beer is made uh, and kind of the science behind it. And it's, it's a lot like baking you know, in, a, in a liquid form, I guess. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely all science. Just a quick note, too. The, uh, the term lager is actually German for longer. So okay. that's why it needs a lot more time in the, uh, in the fermenter. There you Just go. Quick, the quick side note. Third beer word. Yeah, there you go. Third vocabulary word today. So the, both these terms today will come into play in the Camden interview which is exciting, nice. um, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's exciting. Uh, you're going to have to adjust the volume levels on your phone, on your car, on your headphones, whatever you need to do. But You'll figure it out. It's worth it. You guys are smart people. Yeah, so that's our vocabulary word segment. I'll post my definition of fermentation on the Facebook group, which is new, to, uh, new England Weekly Beer Discussion on Facebook. Feel free to add us. Uh, we accept everybody as long as you are... Uh, contributing to the group and having a good time, we will accept you. So we are going to a new segment. This is a, a segment I, I dreamed up today, Mo. You know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, this, I hate not knowing things. <laughs> this segment is called A Rock and a Hard Place. So I pictured myself as a beer drinker. Sometimes you get in situations not ideal for craft beer drinking, obviously. Um so I have three questions for you, Mo, and I'd like to see how you handle each situation. I'll let you know a little bit about how I would handle it. Okay. And then we'll propose these to the group as well and see how they might might go about handling it. I think we're going to get some, some good answers for this. This will be our our uh, contribution from the, from the listeners today. So, number one. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> you go to a family member's wedding that you cannot leave. Okay. 
So you can't go out and get your own beer from the car. <laughs> the only beers available are Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, and Heineken. What do you drink? Um, that's not as hard as you would think. I mean, I, I've come a long way. But yeah. if I have to drink one of the light beers, I will choose Miller Light every time. Okay. I'll never choose Heineken, and I'll never choose Bud Light. Those two, I mean, Heineken especially, that <clears throat> tastes like urine to me. Like, just straight piss. Yeah. Um, Bud Light is just, bland. it's like drinking water. Coors Light, at the very least, has a tiny bit of flavor to it. And I feel the same way with Miller Light. So I, those would be my, my two that I would go to. But Miller Light above all. Uh, the correct answer is hard alcohol. You, you, go, you go with hard alcohol. Um, okay. If I was forced to drink a light beer like this, and sometimes at the golf course, you know, maybe a scramble tournament, yeah. uh, I go Coors Light. I go Coors yep. Light for the Bombers. You sure. know, you can really mow them down. It's got a good sweetness to it. Yep. Um, but that's not an ideal situation. Most of the time, if I don't have enough time to drink to get drunk, I just won't drink. That's true. I would rather not See, drink beer. You go into the hard alcohol a lot more than I do. I do. I mean, that's definitely not definitely not a do. region that I really that I really venture into a whole lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll have a band every now and then at uh, at Resi or something, but yeah. it's it's you know nowhere. I mean, you can you drink gin sometimes. Oh, I go all I've over seen the map. you do Tito's, and I mean, I've seen you do a lot of different things. That's not really my. My thing. I, I drink beer. I go to the bathroom every 20 minutes. I fall asleep <laughs> early. That's kind of my thing. So. Yeah, that's your thing. <laughs> uh, so we will march on. Second question. Each question gets sequentially tougher. Okay. <clears throat> Two. Your wife, Jess, shout out to Jess, take a drink. Take a drink. Your wife talks you into a dinner with a couple from work. Okay. Under the premise that the guy in the couple is a craft beer drinker. And that's in quotes. Okay. Well, of you, course, it's in quotes. You sit down to dinner, and he orders a shipyard. And then he asks you what you think of the new Sam Adams Oktoberfest recipe. What do you do? Oh, jeez. Um, honestly, I see this kind of person from time to time. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm thinking of one person in particular um, that I've had contact with at a place where i've worked okay and uh all you can do really is attempt to talk shop with him and just gradually try to steer the conversation towards something that he's not gonna know yeah because i mean a guy that's touting sam adams oktoberfest and shipyard as awesome craft beer they're not gonna have any clue what you're talking about if you start mentioning you know even like Wormtown, yeah aeronaut um Shipyard, uh, uh, Trillium, or you know, any of those breweries, you're going to throw him for a loop and he's not going to know what he's talking about and he won't talk to you anymore. So yeah. that would be my goal. I'm going to highbrow <clears> him. <throat> I'm going to stay super classy, but just talk about a bunch of stuff that I know he's not going to be able to talk about. And eventually that conversation will come back down to earth. Yeah, you know, there's no traffic jams on the high road, Mo. <laughs> That's no. true. Uh, what I would do here, I think, is I would aggressively drink until. <laughs> <laughs> Until my motor functions don't really work that well anymore. Hopefully I take him with me. I pick up okay. the pace. I'm a pace car. You know, I run, I go out there and I see if you can catch me. I might be able to outlast you the whole night. But that's, that's what I that's would a do. Good, that's a good analogy yeah. for you. That's yeah. kind of what you do. I'm an awkward I'm an awkward drinker anyway. Like when I get alone or in an awkward situation, I drink like really, really fast. 
So I think that's something I would do. And I really I, thought about that, but you I, definitely are the pace car. Yeah, I, and just to use a different analogy, Justine knows this about me. When when we talk golf, when somebody talks golf, somebody's a golfer, I, I completely avoid it. Yeah, that's true. I don't like to talk about it. Yeah. I don't like to talk about things like that. Same thing with the Patriots. I can't get into a conversation. Yeah, that's true. That can be difficult. Um, But that's number two. So number three, this is the most difficult. This is by far, this probably a life-altering event. Oh, okay. You attend a party for your wife's work. Okay. Okay. You learn immediately that no one at the party likes craft beer, but you have a cooler full of beer. Uh, You later find that Steve from accounting... (laughs) <laughs> has mistaken your cooler for the community cooler. Oh, no. And he opened your 2014 Bourbon County Stout and an other half Trillium collab that you had that was recently released. Didn't like either, so he poured them down the drain. What do you do? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I, oh, wow. Uh, I probably get aggressive with that guy, to be honest with you, and I probably... Um, I probably hide the cooler a little better. Yeah. I mean, I this this is definitely possible. But when I do go to a party, I definitely try. When I do bring my own beer, I try to put it aside mm-hmm. so that it's clearly not community. Yeah. I, I'll put it like you know on the side of the porch, away from where everybody else's beer is, or I'll um, I'll, I'll leave it you know a little off the beaten path where somebody's not going to be walking by it. Um, but honestly, if this did happen to me. I would probably go over to the guy and, and confront him about it. <laughs> if I knew that it was him that did it. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But that, that's, ups- <laughs> that's so upsetting. That is upsetting. So first of all, you find out, you tell him, you get in his face and you say, Steve, how long ago did you pour these beers out? Because there could still be some of the pipes. You get down there, you unhook the J-pipe, maybe you get a little sip or two of these. It might be a mix. Yeah. But hey, you can't let that go to waste. Secondly... Yeah, you call him out. You say, you Steve, call Steve what were you thinking? Right. What were you thinking, Steve? You know, I don't go into your shrimp cocktail and eat all the shrimp and no. say I don't like them and then throw them down the garbage disposal. Or just take the cocktail sauce and dump it in the dump it down the sink. I don't like that. Now nobody has cocktail sauce. And on the way to these parties, you always, you always, always, always pick up a shelf for the week and you leave it as the top layer on your cooler and you... you you really have to dig to get something something different. So I hopefully do, somebody grabs. I the do shelf. a version of that, anyways. Mm-hmm. If I am going to a party, a lot of times if I'm bringing like like some good stuff, yeah, I'll go to the store and buy like a Castle Island, yeah, or I'll buy uh, you know f- uh, fun- uh, Funky Bow. I'll yeah. buy something like that and kind of put it around the top. So like if somebody hits me up for a beer, Bam, I'm yeah. not Julius in them. You're the nice guy. You know, yeah. I, I have a beer for you. It's just not a you know five dollar per can that I waited two hours in line for exactly that you won't appreciate. Yeah, it's just gonna. This is like a crafty beer, yep. but it's a little more mainstream, a little more you know, a little better for your palate <laughs> at your stage. Yeah, so I mean, I saw number three end in the handcuffs. To be honest, yeah, you, you handled it like a gentleman. Yeah, but again, high road. Yeah, the again, no aggressive. traffic jams on the high road. You gotta be. You gotta show your dominance at some point. Definitely. That's uh, so, bullshit. So that's a new segment, uh, Rockin' a Hard Place. What do you think of that segment, Mo? That was good. Yeah. I mean, I liked that. I think um, that's going to be You caught me off guard on the third one. That was, uh, I felt like one and two, I kind of yeah. I kind of handled. I feel like those are situations where... You definitely come into. Where I would, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's more... 
Like, I've dealt with stuff like that before. Three, I was... No, I, I'm not used to that. If somebody pours my beer out, I'm yeah. going to be a little upset. Yeah, or... or <laughs> it's like the like the friends when, when the guy goes in to eat Ross's sandwich, and he throws it in the garbage, and he's like, I could, it was really big. I couldn't eat all of it. I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> and the guy's like, my sandwich that I get once a year, and Ross flips out. My sandwich? So... <laughs> Uh, my beer yeah so that's a uh that's a rock and a hard place we'll have more of those coming up we're gonna try to mix that in yeah we could do no, that again that was fun no weird beer stuff this week because we're gonna make off. time for our interview with camden from other half so this is our interview uh with camden from other half all right so we are here with other halves camden camden um thank you for joining us today uh, we're going to do a quick read here before we get started by our sponsor, uh, which is Health Source to Fall River. If your back is jacked, you need to get it cracked. Call our friends Todd and Stacy at Health Source of Fall River. They specialize in injury prevention and rehabilitation for athletes like me and Camden. Uh, if you've ever seen us, we are very athletic, agile on our feet. So uh, call our friends at Health Source of Fall River today. And follow them on Instagram at Dr. Gersh. They do some motivational quotes and injury prevention tips. It's Dr. spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R, Gersh, D-E-R-S-H. So thank you for being with me, Camden. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. Just got off work. How you doing? Good, good. So um, you came up last week uh, to visit Biavana. I know you're not new to the area, but... Because you do some tap takeovers, and you were up at Copenhagen, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. So w- what did you think of Beervana compared to Copenhagen and some of the other uh, beer events that you've had recently? Uh, Beervana was nice. Um, the past, like, four or five festivals, I've been on the other side of the table pouring beer, so it was a nice change to uh, actually go around and get to drink and sample other breweries. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you have any favorites that stuck out to you? Uh, definitely the uh, Rice Saison from Oxo and uh, the uh, Arizona Wilderness collab that was there with that, that brewery from Jordan. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool. And that, that's just neat to see that Shelton Brothers can get stuff like that and <laughs> you get to try it. I mean, that, that's something we'll be hearing about in the beer world for a while now, I think. Yeah, definitely. That was cool stuff. You guys have done something with Arizona Wilderness, right? You did uh, Saloon Doors. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we did saloon doors and uh, the coconut brownie. Yeah, and the city slippers, right? Right, right. Yeah, those were great beers. Uh, so tell us, uh, you're you're in other half in Brooklyn, right? So tell us how you ended up with other half brewing. Uh, if it's something that you went to the city with plants on on joining other half, or uh, how'd you end up working at other half? I uh, I. Did not move to the city with plans to work at a brewery. Uh, this is my first brewery I've ever worked at. I um, I just one day I opened Instagram and other half had been had posted a a job opening for their uh, their new delivery truck, and it had been about one minute since it was posted, and I sent him my resume and had an interview the next day and was on the truck the next week. And wow. uh, about a year and a half now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. So what have you done at other half? You were you started off as a delivery guy? Delivery yeah, guy? yeah. Started off on the truck doing distribution and uh, working the canning line. 
and uh, working on Saturdays with the releases. And now uh, I've moved primarily into the cellar, uh, managing the beer after it's brewed before it's canned. Um, okay. Um, and uh, working on Saturdays still with the releases, but mostly doing the cellar work. Nice. Um, so what is your, uh, what is your ultimate goal at other half? What do you, what do you plan to go from here? I know you said you wanted to start brewing, right? And, and what are you, what are your ultimate goals? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely trying to, I'm on, I'm on the way, uh, in the brewing process to, uh, working my way up to being a brewer. Uh, my ultimate goal is definitely just to learn as much as I can from, some of the best people in the business right now. Um, I, I think I'm pretty lucky uh, having found this job and being able to work at other halves is just crazy. Especially yeah. the morning when I wake up going into work, like, <laughs> we work with the best breweries in the country, man. Yeah. Very good. That's, that's pretty cool. That, that is a pretty cool thing. And just for, for people that don't know, I mean, I, I'm obviously one of them. I don't know a ton about the inner workings of a brewery. But when you say the cellar, how closely do you work with people like head brewers, people like, you know, owners? I, I'm sure the owners are partially the, uh, the head brewers as well. Uh, how, how close of a tight-knit family are you guys? Uh, yeah, we're, it's, we're pretty close. I see pretty much everybody every day. There's only about 25 of us that work in the brewery total, like distribution, packaging, uh, brewers. Uh, but yeah, we're we're all pretty close. It's a, it's a good time every day going to work. Good, good. Well, uh, yeah. So we're going to go into a segment that we do on all of our interviews. Uh, it's called two four packs. Usually, when you head out to a brewery, that's just about all you leave with. Uh, sometimes more if you're lucky, but two four packs is what you're really hoping for. Now we're going to do four beer-related questions, four non-beer-related questions. You you ready for this? Yeah. All right, cool. So let's start with the beer-related question. So uh, what is your favorite hop to work with and why? Uh, that's really a tough one. Um, there's just so many good hops out there and so many unique hops. Um, mine, right at the moment right now, Mosaic. Is, it's all about Mosaic for me. It's just got a unique flavor. It's got a great smell. It's, just, it's the best for me right now. It's that's where my nose is at. Nice, nice. Yeah, I thought you you might go with some funky name on something that we never even heard of. You know, Motueka. I know you were practicing Motueka the other night. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two in the beer related questions. Uh, what you other half is known for a lot of collaborations. So, what's your favorite collaboration that other half has done with another brewery? Uh, my or series of collaborations. It doesn't have to be just one. Definitely, 100% would be the City Slickers Prickly Pear Lemon Zest IPA. Uh, I had before I started working there. Blew me away. Was definitely my favorite beer then, and that was uh, released two April's ago. Still my favorite. Still probably my favorite beer that other half has done. Definitely my favorite collab that I've ever had. Wow, that's the Arizona Wilderness, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what we were talking about before. No kidding. Yeah, they do some great stuff. Um, 
so being in your job, I know your, your goal is to become a head brewer and you're starting in the cellar right now. Uh, what's your favorite part of the brewing process? Uh, my favorite part definitely is uh, sampling the beers um, in the different stages. <laughs> uh, yeah. not, just, not just at the end of the finished product, but, um, you know, what during fermentation, after fermentation, uh, before we dry hop, after we dry hop, uh, while it's running through the centrifuge, which is where we filter the beer um, before it's carved up, after it's carved up, it's just interesting to me to see how the beer, how the flavor changes over over the uh, time period from when it's brewed to when it's put in the can, and even after the can, I uh, often in the uh, beer group that I'm in on Facebook, uh, when I see somebody having other other half can, I often ask them. Like, you know, what do you think of it? How old is it? It's, just, it's really interesting to me how beer flavor evolves and how hop flavor comes and goes as time goes on. And yeah. I, I just find that stuff really interesting. Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like a living organism, you know? Yeah. The, the more it moves on, the more it develops and matures, and you get some kind of some cool flavors out of it. That, that's pretty unique. I never, never really thought of that as... That's something that you get to do on the inside, but that does sound pretty cool. Um, and you spent some time up here in New England. We've talked about the tap takeovers and mm-hmm. a couple of beer fest stuff here. So what is your favorite brewery in New England? It's got to be Trillium. Uh, it's probably the beer. A brewery I've had the most beer from. Uh, they just do amazing stuff. I, I have not had anything that I could say I dislike from them. They're just... They're, they're killing it. But, yeah. Uh, they, going to Long Live Beer Works for the first time this past weekend, their beer is really impressive also. I know they're a pretty small operation, but they, uh, they're they doing some good stuff there. Uh, I'm a big fan. That attitude with the mosaic is just awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah Trillium is uh, probably the most diverse. I mean, they do sours and stouts and IPAs and everything really, really well, so I mean, you can't go wrong with that answer. I think it, it pretty much defines New England as well, New England beer, so. Uh, that was our four-pack of beer-related questions. We'll move to our non-beer-related questions. Start you off with an easy one, Cam. When you're not drinking beer, what's your favorite drink? Milk. 100% <laughs> milk. Chocolate milk, strawberry milk, regular milk, but uh, none of that skin nonsense. That's, yeah, that it's whole or nothing. You know, I don't. I want all the fat in my milk. <laughs> oh, you must have some pretty strong bones. Uh, yeah, I I hope so. I've never broken one, so. Well, there you go. That's a good indication. <laughs> uh, number two, are you a dog person or a cat person? Dog person, one hundred percent. Cats are all right, but they they they're. They're not personable. They don't like you. They're just, they tolerate you. Yeah, Mo's a cat person. I still, I just can't see it. I, I don't know. It's kind of like an opposite attracting for the for the uh, podcast, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, that explains a lot about him, too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, what's your favorite genre of music? I get a little sneak peek of this on Saturday night, but what is, what's your favorite? That one is tough for me, uh... It's I don't know I I think I listen to the most the thing I've listened to the most would be metal 
um, yeah. which um, is kind of a broad category to say which you know which is your favorite. But I I would say metal is what I listen to the most. Yeah, I mean, you were pretty well versed in some old Kanye and, and Nas on, on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, we, we uh, I, I, I know, uh, I know a lot of diverse music, um, definitely love Kanye and, uh, and others, but I would say metal I listen to the most. Yeah, I mean, I'm an old guy, you know, you're in Brooklyn, you're in the center of the, the heartbeat of America, so I can't, I can't really argue with you. Uh, and being uh, that you are in Brooklyn, this number four should be easy for you. What's your favorite restaurant in Brooklyn? Um, again, favorite restaurant is really broad, so I'm going to give you a couple. Um, for burritos, Mexican style, it's definitely Rachel's on Fifth Ave. Uh, they do this one called the Hollenbeck Special. It's got roast pork in it, uh, and it's about from my elbow to my wrist uh, long. It's Amazing stuff. Um, for barbecue, I definitely would have to say Morgan's on Flatbush Ave. Uh, it's like Texas style. They're just they, they kill it with the brisket. Awesome. And um, my favorite pizza would have to be any dollar pizza around the city because if you're charging more than a dollar for a slice of pizza, I'm not buying it. Well, there you go. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for being honest with us, because New York pizza is a pretty heated debate. Um, but thank you very much for doing this, Ken. We really enjoyed meeting you face to face, and we got to do a little share there on Saturday. Uh, Justine and I will be out in the city um, in December, so we hope to head out to Brooklyn and see you, check out other half, and go to the tap room and stuff, and maybe we can grab a bite or something. Definitely, man. Uh, All right, bud. Let me know. I'll be, I'll be there. I will. I will. Thank you very much, Cam. Uh, take it easy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. No problem, Ben. All right, and that was our interview with Camden from Other Half. Uh, thank you, Camden, for doing that. If you're listening, we really do appreciate it. Very, very cool. Very cool thing. Thank you. Very nice to meet him this weekend. He's a great guy. Yeah. As you'd imagine, a craft beer savant. He had all the other half gear. He had the beard. That's all he wore all weekend. The backwards hat. Oh, man, he, he was on point. Um, Mo, you had something that you wanted to address in the interview? Yeah, I kind of just wanted to throw something out there. I don't feel like cat people are like specific <laughs> kinds of people per se. I mean, I've had dogs in my past, although I, you know, I've had cats for a long time now, but I don't feel like you can tell anything about my personality because I own two cats. Well, you know, apparently, Cam shout and out I... to Emilio and Allie. <laughs> Cam and I feel differently. Okay. So, well, I mean. And thank you very much to Health Source of Fall River for presenting that interview for us. Uh, we really appreciate you. First sponsorship. Todd and Stacey, we do appreciate also, that. Yeah. Love you guys. And we will end the show, as always, with Shelfer of the Week. Shelfer of the Week, would we can go back to rocking a hard place. Sometimes you just don't have beer around and you mm-hmm. need to go out and find this. Yep. This may be, you know, a rocking a hard place every <laughs> week. Uh, Shelfer of the Week. My shelfer is a little bit different. It's lighter, it's fruity, it's a sour in the sour realm. It is the Victory Brewing uh, Kirsch Gosa. Uh, we've had this on tap before uh, at Poor Farm. It's a great bright red color. It's deep cherry sour flavor. You can drink a lot of it. It's really not too, too potent on the sourness. And it's got a good, good delightful beverage. So Victory Brewing Kirsch Gosa it comes in bottles. You can't miss it. Cherry Victory, Gozas. Yeah. 
Victory's out mm. of Philadelphia as well, if you're interested. That, um, I've had that both on tap and in bottles. Great purchase anytime you're into like that kind of that kind of uh, style of beer. Fantastic beer. Uh, I went in a different direction. I went with something from Aeronaut. I've mentioned them on the podcast before. Um, I have a beer from them today that I'm about to crack. It's called Hop Hopping Away. Oh, listen to that. It's a 4.6% session IPA with Citra and everybody's favorite hop, including Camden's Mosaic Mosaic, Hops. It's super smooth, grapefruit, melon, pineapple. I'm dying a little bit here. Wow, nice. Um, Just from the first sip. (laughs) Uh, It's really crushable, tons of flavor though. So it's it's 4.6%, but it does pack pack a lot of hop punch for that, hence the name Hop Hopping Away. Uh, Aeronaut out of Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, I found this at Yankee Spirits in Swansea. It's the only place I've ever seen anything from Aeronaut. Yeah. Um, but you might be able to find it at, at other craft places, maybe Muckies. Um, but Yankee will will have it pretty regularly in that in that cooler with their night shift. So Aeronaut hop hopping away, four point six percent session. That's my shelf for the week. And I'm sure the closer you get to Somerville, the the better access you'll have to. I'm Aeronaut sure. As well. Yeah. And in the city as well in Boston. Um, so Mo, coming up uh, just to end the show. That is the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, but coming up, we do have an on-site podcast uh, in the yep. second week of November, November eleventh. Uh, that what it was? Fifteenth, I think we committed to fourteen or fifteen, something like that. We will be on site at Startline Brewing in Hopkinton. Startline Brewing in Hopkinton. Um, my uncle-in-law okay. Dan kind of hooked it up with a little contact. I shout guess. out to Dan, friend of the show. Yep, shout out to Dan. Uh, he might actually be listening because he, he did download uh, one of the ver- one of the episodes, so I go. know he is a listener. I'll see him on Saturday at the Brown University game, uh, football game that we go to every other week. Go Bears. Yeah, Brown Bears. Uh, they, they suck something <laughs> fierce, but who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll come away with a victory. But yeah, he hooked us up with uh, the head brewer over there. Uh, his name's Ted. Um, seems like a really nice guy. Responded to my email right away, so I'm exp- excited to meet him. He's going to give us a little mini tour um, and just going to talk shop with us for a little while. So that'll be the first real deal, you know, on-site at a brewery podcast. So I'm kind of excited about that. It should be cool. Yeah, and I'm hoping I can get uh, Morgan from Buttonwood Brewery on the horn as well. He gave us a card of beer vana. Yep. Hopefully if we can improve upon the technology aspect of our interviews, we can get an interview with him as well. Sure. He's not too far away. We can always drive out there as well. Oh, yeah. But, as always, thank you for listening. That was show 18. We'll see you next week. Thank you. We up in the morning, I'm like, where my, where my weed at? Cause I'm a, cause I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna need that